Johnny Damon, and we are underway. Damon has eight hits and 18 at bats, a double, a triple, a couple of stolen bases. He had four hits in a series open. Hello, David. Andy, my man, how you doing? Good. We've had a bit of a break in between. We recorded about like 12 episodes, 13 episodes, maybe. Yeah, that's right. I think. And then we started releasing them to the masses. That's right, for sure. I think we've probably been canceled like four times since <laughs> since it started with how Possible. bad with how bad uh, the crisis developed between you know the recordings and now things got kind of bit out of hand. Yeah, hopefully you've been enjoying listening back through our podcast as we catch up in time to the actual state of the coronavirus. So this one will be maybe a bit more closer to the reality of, of it, which is that it's still happening. Still under quarantine. Yeah, and I haven't moved to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, I think we got canceled for the Kung Flu remark, which Trump, of course, started using. So that was like the same week that was released. Uh, I did, th- we not, did we not take that from Trump? I No, I think that was like kind of popular on the Internet, and he took it from the Internet and started saying oh, okay. it. So yeah. it's like a racist thing it's online. Just, it's like a dumb racist thing online. Um, you know, I, I think that... People that are very upset that that that's fine to be very upset about it, but it, it is kind of ridiculous when a president says it. We're we're, we're low podcasters, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I mean, presidents always say such good <laughs> things and have for all of history. I don't know, man. It's it's we're we're our case our cases are creeping back up here again in Tokyo. We had 60 today, so I have a feeling we might re lock down a little bit. Um, that's probably for the best. Probably for the best. Or did you see so many knuckleheads going around without masks on? Those knuckleheads. Ruining it for everyone. It's like, I I get it if you're like walking five minutes down the road to go to a restaurant and you're just going to be in the restaurant without wearing the mask. Okay. But if you're on a train, come on, wear a mask. I mean, there's so much better though than you you watch the videos of America and how childish they are about it. You know, I, I'm very happy to live where I do right now, I guess is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of just life in general, no complaints though. I mean, it's, it's slower for sure, but still I, even being able to go out just a little bit's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I guess one thing is it's starting to get really hot here and so I want to go outside, but I, then I immediately want to go inside and be in air conditioning. I know. I'm so, starting to have, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting, um, summer if we're on lockdown and everyone's just inside blasting the air conditioners just steaming i mean uh it's it's it's, it's awful here the summers but you know I, but I, yeah the summers are good for one thing david and what's that baseball well kind of right <laughs> are you are you romantic about baseball david well i don't want to get into my 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 hot take here but um i would say that baseball is is a sport that's popular among a lot of guys, I feel like, don't want to wear, who won't wear masks in America. Uh, the Aubrey Huffs, if you will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's fine. It's it's a pretty. Aubrey Huff was in the news recently, wasn't he? He's a professional baseball player. Yeah, I think he, he he's something. he's like a mega chud. Yeah. I posted a tweet yesterday about no longer willing to comply for wearing a mask inside a grocery store. And the liberal left, the soy boy professors and the blue checkmark crazy cat ladies were in unison guilt shaming me for threatening the 
lives of millions of innocent people. Yeah, that's right. So uh, a friend of mine uh, was at a bar and he was there with some girls and Aubrey Huff was at the bar. This is in San Francisco. And as Aubrey Huff got up to leave, the girl decided to flash him. Oh, wow. So she like pulled up her shirt, flashed him. And he just walked up to her and sucked on her titty for a second oh and then walked God. out. <laughs> what did so, she do? Uh, I think she laughed. I mean, she was already showing her, her oh, boobs to my him. God. Like, she clearly was just like, wouldn't it be funny if I flashed this professional baseball player? <laughs> People have I don't know that that, that is... gives him permission to suck, <laughs> suck on the titty, but... Jesus Christ, man. People live a different life, don't they? Why don't you get a little bit of fame? It seems like it can... Yeah, this is also pre-Me Too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would... Yeah, this is this is like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, that, even, that... even at this time, I don't even know if everyone had iPhones yet. Like, it was starting to be there. But, you know, it was still the time where this wouldn't just be videotaped. I, uh, I I think if you're doing stuff like that, you don't really care if it's videotape. Probably a lot of people would be like, "That's pretty awesome, cool dude." Yeah, and if you hear this story like that and you don't get romantic about baseball, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can I can help you. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you hear stories about David Well, like the the pitcher who would just drink uh, eat, like like eighty beers in Chicago. Apparently, he was one of the biggest alcoholics or Wade Boggs who did the Wade Boggs, yeah. 82 beers on a plane, you know, a cross country flight. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, baseball players, cause they can just be fat and out of shape. It's it, you know, it's, they're blessed a little bit. It's kind of like a privileged career. For yeah. Them, they know? chew tobacco. Yeah. Uh, Look like that's shit. only when they weren't allowed to smoke while playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even like the managers and things, they just in between innings, they just go into the clubhouse and smoke a cigarette and come back out. I know. Uh, yeah. So baseball is great because you can just smoke and drink and still be pretty good at it. They're, they all they all cheat, too. Apparently. Apparently that's a thing. Uh, they all cheat. Yeah, they're big into cheating. That's been <laughs> that's been around forever. They've just always, you know, stealing signals and using drugs to hit the ball hard, farther. And then, right. you know what else they're using? You know how else they're cheating? With math, Andy. Yes, so we we're talking, of course, about the film we watched this this week, Moneyball. Right. Uh, so the plot of Moneyball is there is an executive of a sports team, Billy Bean, who starts to rethink how baseball scouting is done and how teams are built. Uh, he's constrained by his budget, which is low amongst the major league, and he's and he kind of hacks the system and finds these undervalued players to to field a good team uh that's about all that's going on in this movie there there is nothing that happens in this movie there's no there's no true obstacle because they're all you know highly successful rich people in in a very lucrative position so so that the only real struggle they have is they have a budget you know granted it's a low budget and you're trying to be the underdog it's it's basically just that though that's my bar my bar is here my bar is to take this team to a championship. Billy, we're a small market team and you're a small market GM. I'm asking you to be okay not spending money that I don't have. And I'm asking you to take a deep breath, shake off the loss, get back in a room with your guys and figure out how to find replacements for the guys we lost with the money that we do have. I, I, I'm not leaving here. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I can't leave here with that. 
what else can I help you with? So, so positives about this movie, Brad Pitt being Brad Pitt. Great. He's great. He's Brad Pitt. You know, you get handsome. get a solid Brad BP, BP oily, BP slick performance, you know? You've got uh, still fat. Yeah, uh, Jonah Hill. Oh, it's Jonah Hill, of course. This is one of his uh, breakout dramatic roles. I think this is before Wolf of Wall Street. He or around yeah, the same no, time. this is well before Wolf of Wall Street. Maybe three years before Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I think. This... But I think this segued into his Wolf of Wall Street role. Right. Seriously, how much money you make? I told you, seventy thousand. Well, technically seventy-two thousand last month, something like that. You made 72 grand in one month. Yeah. I tell you what. You show me a pay stuff for $72,000, and I quit my job right now, and I work for you. Hey, Paulie, what's up? No, yeah, you know, everything's fine. Hey, listen, I quit. Uh, th- I, to be honest, like... When this movie came out, I actually really liked it, and I thought that, you know, the performances were good. I was like, oh, Jonah Hill can act, but watching this over, he just kind of plays like an awkward guy. I mean, it's not really, you know, no real emotional... But he does, he does a good job. Yeah, yeah, he does. And then, and then probably the most, like, <laughs> probably the, the, uh, the big standout here is that Philip Seymour Hoffman I know, I is know. in this movie just like nailing this role, right? Of which he has maybe three scenes and, and just, like ten lines. You get Philip Seymour Hoffman in your movie and you use him like this, you know? Yeah, he nails it, of course, and he plays that role perfectly. But I mean, that guy yeah. was like the best actor. You got to go a little harder, you know? <laughs> yeah, what that guy? It's, it's one of the most wasted <laughs> uses of Philip Seymour Hoffman, especially when you consider it was one of his final movies. I mean, also him with a shaved head is a wild look. You know, not that I mean, just when he was in the baseball uniform. Yeah, he just looked. I, I don't know. It was it was kind of uncanny. <laughs> he has a big baseball body, doesn't he? He's kind of like yeah, he definitely just, looks like a baseball manager. Yeah, he, he. I mean, he's perfect for that role. You can't start paying your first tonight. You'll have to start Hatterberg. Yeah, I don't want to go 15 rounds, Billy. The lineup card is mine. And that's all. OK, the lineup card is definitely yours. I'm just saying you can't start paying it first. Well. I am starting him at first. I don't think so. He plays for Detroit now. You traded Pena? Yeah. And Menachino, Hilgis, Tam are all being sent down. You are outside your mind. Yeah. Cuckoo. So they give a slight family life to Billy Bean with his you know, daughter and his divorced wife, Robin Wright, um, and his daughter likes to sing shitty songs. Um, but by and large, Billy Bean himself is just kind of a competitive guy. He's not like a good guy. You know, he's not he's not like magnanimous. He's not like saving the world or anything. It's it's a peculiar it's a peculiar movie to have gotten as much attention and in, in as it as yeah. it did, right? I mean, I think it's a story worth telling. Like this, yeah. this the real character Billy Bean did change sports, so to speak. He propelled the sabermetrics into the mainstream, kind of kicked out the old boys' club of baseball analytics, which were not really doing what they were supposed to. And I mean, that's trickled down into all, all sports, right? Everyone's using advanced metrics and analytics. 
So I think it's an interesting story. I just don't know that it needed to be a two hour drama. I know. In theaters. Um, we also have uh, we have Chris Pratt in one of his earliest oh, that's roles. That's right. Yeah, that's it's it's pre Marvel Pratt. So and pre I mean Jurassic even I Park. Think, yeah, pre Jurassic Park definitely. I think even pre or right around the time of Parks and Rec. Uh, Parks and Recreation. I, I think it's during or right after Parks and Rec. On the yeah. wing. This is Dwyer, right? Boom! Gets the pass. Runs over. Stops. Jukes. Jukes around. Runs back. Okay. Does. Does like a three sixty. <laughs> 360. Dribbles, 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 dribbles. <laughs> Sneaks down, sneaks down like the. So we got a lot of talent here. Uh, there's another cameo that I, I, I want to call out. Um, and this was a great, this was great casting as well. There's one scene with the owner of the Oakland A's. Um, remember that scene? They go and talk to the owner. Is that the actual owner? No, but uh, he is an infamous CEO. Oh really? Yeah, uh, Michigan alum. Oh, who is that? Is it? Uh... He is Bobby Kotick, this former CEO of Activision. Is that really one of the most reviled? <laughs> oh my god, CEOs um, of all time. And what's going to prevent you from accomplishing that? What are you afraid of? Nothing. That's why we're here, Steve. That's why we get up in the morning. That's all we do. Activision, yeah, they're they're the EA before EA, right? Like what they were doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I didn't realize that. I guess like you look. Why at this, is he in this movie? Why no did they Why did they get Bobby Kotick to be in this movie? <laughs> it's like you, you're a dick. Do you want to play a dick? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 that's a weird choice. The um, the movie got six Academy Award nominations. Uh, it, yeah, I, I I don't understand. Wild. Must have been a slow year. Jeez, yeah. This I I read the book bef- well before the movie came out. I think I can't like I read it in the late two aughts, the late aughts, and I really liked the book. I like Michael Lewis as an author, but like I didn't think they were gonna get like Brad Pitt a little BP oil on this movie, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I I thought it was kind of boring. It was kind of a boring movie. Yeah, definitely not a movie that was ever worth watching a second time. No, I think I, I, think yeah. I saw it in theaters, and I was like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you compare it to other sports movies, like, there's not usually like the big game that decides the season. This one was just like they go on a win streak and they win twenty games in a row, and he works and out break a record like during the games and stuff or he he struggles. yeah and then they get the 20 and then they lose in the playoffs and that's kind of like it it's kind of like his strategy sort of worked but didn't work uh what the minnesota twins exposed is the fact that the oakland a's were fundamentally not a sound baseball team. I mean, they had a flawed concept that started with the general manager and the brain trust over there thinking they could reinvent baseball. You can't approach baseball from a statistical bean counting point of view. It's one on the field with fundamental play. You have to steal, you have to bunt, you have to sacrifice. You gotta get men in scoring position and then you gotta bring them in. And you don't do that with a bunch of statistical gimmicks. Nobody reinvents this game. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't really, 
you know, because I guess because it's based on a true story, it's hard for them to kind of get ridiculous with it, right? They're confined by the the truth a little bit, even if there's interpretation. Um, so it's it's kind of genuinely not very exciting. I don't not to be mean, you know. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, it's not an exciting movie. Yeah. Uh, also, there's just like, but because it's well made, I think yeah. the, the script is by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, and I have mixed feelings about Sorkin. I loved uh, Social Network, but there's other stuff he's made that I hate. So. Sure. Yeah, but like, it's not like. It's not idiotic dialogue. It's not. Yeah. It's not filled with exposition. Like the movie flows. Uh, the scenes are. The actors have fun in the scenes. Like it's. It's a well-made movie. It's just yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I just. I. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on with this movie. Um. So uh, I mean. Yeah, everything's fine. It's a fine movie. Decent performances. It's it's, it's just can't kinda, really recommend it. No, don't. And I, I want to get our way into some segments here. All right. Yeah, let's get into some segments because yeah. this podcast has been a complete bore so far. Yeah. So I want to start with uh, getting political. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. Let's get political. Political. I want to get political. Let's get into politics. So watching this, it made me realize like how important money is. I don't know if you've really thought about it. I mean, we, we talk about it sometimes on the podcast, but money is really important. And it shows that if you use money well, you can you can kind of change the system, you know. Mm. So my my idea is get money into politics. So I think politics. Uh, money ball with the politics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to. You got to get more money into politics and then like sabermetric it, you know? Okay. So, so you could, is do, that, is that what Trump did? Yeah. By spending all that money on Facebook? I don't know. I don't know if he had like a cool Jonah Hill figure. Maybe he had like an alt-right Jonah Hill, like Stephen Miller, but yeah, you, you need kind of like a chubby Yale grad who's from, he did economics, have that guy sabermetric your political strategy, you know? I think mm. that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm thinking if Joe Biden, if he had a, uh, you know, if he had some money, you know, because he doesn't have any money. So if he <laughs> if he had some money, it'd be pretty good. What do you what do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I just I think that all politicians should have more money. Right. Because if they have more money, they, they wouldn't take money from other people. Well, I guess they're constantly worried about having enough money. Right. Right. Um, and so they can't really focus on their job. But if they just had unlimited money, right? That's, then that's what I'm saying. They, they could focus on taking care of us. And what if like Americans got more money too? That'd be kind of cool. That's kind of my political philosophy. Yeah. If we just what if we all got a ball of money? That's right. a money ball. I yeah, get, into. <laughs> get a ball of money. You know, instead of twelve hundred dollars, wad that up a bit. Wad the check yeah, up. Yeah, just, just wad up a bunch of money. Yeah. Well, they're not even going to count it. They're just going to toss you a ball, and you might get lucky and get a billion dollars. You might get unlucky, and that's kind of basically what family you're born into, right? It's a little bit of money ball right there. Yeah, maybe the bigger your family is, the bigger the money ball. That's what they call uh, the uh, the father scrotum, the money balls, the money ball. You know, the uh, yeah, the mother, the money father's scrotum. Yeah, the father's scrotum is called the money ball. Uh, Or did you say the father scrotum, as in like? The, the, of the scrotums, the father of the scrotums. Oh, oh, because that one has the big money. Like you know, like Papa Smurf, like yeah, Father yeah, Scrotum. Yeah, 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 Father Scrotum. Well, uh, I don't know. That's, yeah, maybe but I just missed. I don't know you. if you have anything to add, getting political, but it seems we're on the same page here. Uh, yeah, I just want to add one thing, and yeah. that is, uh, 
let's let's support our troops and this movie okay. does a great job of that there's a oh yeah i really there's gotta, a great scene yeah. of, of a guy playing a sick guitar solo which is you know uniquely american mm-hmm. um as the military you know the troops are out there on the field because really what is sports if it if not um you know a giant bread and circuses as a billboard for uh advertising our glorious military you know, and I appreciate that because yeah, you too. You know, this is this movie's taking place in two thousand two. It's another post nine eleven movie. You know, we've had a lot of nine eleven movies recently, and yeah. I think they just had to put that in there. There's, you know, we gotta we gotta respect the troops, right? You know, because I worry if the if the if the troops didn't march out onto the field and open yeah. that American flag mm-hmm. and fly um, bombers over the stadiums, you know, yeah. do a low flyby. That we might forget the troops, David. <laughs> we might forget they exist, right? Right. So, yeah. you know, we might just forget about the troops, and I, for one, need to be reminded of them constantly. I like to listen to the national anthem, you know, pretty much daily because I miss it so much. And yeah. Mostly on the That's train. That's why I love watching sports. Right. It's a great opportunity to hear the, the national anthem. It's, it's, it's such a beautiful song with such a great melody, you know? Um, and especially if it's sung by a beautiful lady. Yeah, when she hits that note, or a sick guitar solo. Right. I'm not sure which I prefer. I like. I, I, I kind of like that guitar solo, man. Anytime I see a I like military when, uh, member, I'm tempted. I like to... when Flea played the <laughs> national anthem on his bass. Did he actually do that during, during that Lakers game? <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, in honor the United States of America, please rise, remove your hats for the playing of our national anthem this evening by Flea. Yeah, it was it was sweet. (laughs) That's like that's like smart brain stuff. Appreciating a bass solo of the national anthem. You have to be a genius. You have to search that on YouTube daily. I would love to see uh, Questlove perform the national anthem on his drums. (laughs) Just a drum solo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we now know uh, where the country is going. White people. Yeah, they do. And yeah. if if what if Questlove was like a super MAGA guy and he and he's the only one left that will play uh, the uh, the coronation when Trump wins again? It's just Questlove playing all the. I don't know. I don't know what would happen if uh, Questlove was a, was a MAGA guy. I don't know. It'd be a surprise, I'd say. It'd be a surprise, but a pleasant one. Um, Maybe he'd get a really big MAGA hat to fit over his afro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it, it's not like. Like that, just like is this like a giant hat, like all the way around his afro? <laughs> just a big ass red hat. It's like a helmet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be dope. That'd be good. You could put that in like size uh, eighty font on there, rather than just like fifty, right? Like a normal mega hat. Well, these are all good ideas. These are good ideas, and that's getting political. Let's get political, political. I want to get political. Let's get into politics. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you have any other segments. We can do the hot takes, hot cakes. Do you have anything, uh, anything in your mind? Yeah, we should definitely do hot takes, hot cakes. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you have one to start with? I have a hot cake I could start with. Uh, I'll let you go. Let's go. I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch. Uh, my, my hot cake is is the, uh, the bitch reporter that's in the, oh, yeah. the locker room at the beginning. It's just like, 
do you think that you're going to be able to hold up with your aged body? It was weird, you, you right? Jerk. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. you pussy. Are you going to be able to hit a ball? I got to start with the age. 36 years old. How do you think your body's going to hold up this season? You spend a lot of time at strip clubs. You spend a lot of time partying. Do you resent all of the uh, attention that you get off the field? I don't. I love it. You spend a lot of time in Las Vegas. I do. You yeah, she was, it was just like, down, why is this? Like, this reporter was... I mean, any reporter I've ever seen in a, in a locker room, it's just been softballs, right? It's just like... They're just like fawning over the athletes. No one really asked them like cutting questions. Well, they don't even ask them questions anymore. They just say, talk about, talk about the game yeah. today. Talk about your routine today. They don't even ask. So shout questions. out to that reporter that yeah. was in there asking the tough questions, not taking no for an answer and basically just being a complete bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, I, you know, you, Honestly, she she is though in that scene. She's she's a she's a mean mean person. So if if you think we're being harsh because she's a a woman asking the questions a man won't, or you know, getting on, she she's awful. And you know, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's real was really out of place. And yeah, just, it's like what what like why is this why is she being such a bitch? <laughs> and maybe I wonder if it was so written in the script like be a demonic, inhumane. Yeah, maybe that actress was just on one. She's like, this is my one chance. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Just, just going to be a horrible, just a total bitch. Just see if I can <laughs> get it in there. Segue yeah. that into yeah, I'm becoming a career. So, Jeremy Giambi, how's the team going to fare without your brother Jason Giambi? But, you know, as far as filling that role, the organization did a great job of bringing in some good young guys to fill that role. Well, let's face it. I mean, they're they're getting a deal with you. The Yankees are paying Jason a whole lot of money, and you are coming here on a dime. How does that make you feel? I feel good. Um, well, I don't know who she was, so she, she clearly didn't. Um, but shout out to her. She's my hot cake. Yeah. Just because uh, she nailed it. I feel great. Like I said, I did a lot of work to get ready Excuse for me. this. Excuse me. Can you please get out of my shot? Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I know there have been some questions about my age and my uh, declining skills, some say, but I'm mm -hmm. here to prove that wrong. I asked you if you were 100%. Okay, so my hot cake is dads who like baseball. Because this is a big dad movie. Uh, I, think, mm. I think dads who like baseball... I think that's the only potential audience for this movie. Uh, there's, there's not not a lot going on, but there is the I love my daughter, and then there's a lot of baseball and I love winning, and there, you know, I, I hit, yeah. you know, there's a lot of like hokey, like stereotypical bad dad stuff going on here. It's pretty wild, actually, now that you say that, because any other movie that I think of as being for dads, it would either have violence or at least like some. You know, some Hollywood thoughts. Yeah, no thoughts in, in this. There's like no women in this. You get Robin Wright for yeah. You know, you see his you see his ex-wife, which is. Should we do a quick uh, <laughs> autist or cock in this? Uh, oh, yeah, we could do it. It fits. Sure. Because uh, you know, Billy Bean does go over and pick up his daughter and has to sit there on the couch while he's talking to his. Uh, his wife's new soy boy husband. Yeah, that guy's such a soy boy. Mouth agape, a, a just uh, yeah, sipping on some soy milk and and talking. And it's like, oh, oh we, you know, we can we can talk about this. You know, yeah. we can talk about this uh, yeah. this family decision. Yeah. It's like I'll talk to my ex-wife about this decision. Yeah. thank you very much. She's got a cell phone. Yeah. A twelve-year-old. Yeah. Hmm. For emergencies. Big parenting decision, but I, I, it's something you know we we you know we all should discuss. Because if you have any objections, of course, I, her mother and I will discuss it. 
but thank you. I, but, uh, I, I, you know, I gave the, your daughter a cell phone at the age of 12. What are you going to do about it? You know, and mm. and Billy Bean's like, she's quite. That's that's a that's a, a, a you know a decision that a father should make, and the, the soy boy just shrinks in his chair. You know. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, um, okay, I I uh, I love you. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean I'm definitely trending. This is clearly a cuck. Billy Billy Bean got yeah. cucked by a soy boy, which is the the lowest that's fall. The that's a hard fall. You know. Yeah, but sometimes maybe you need to have a hard fall like that to discover something like Moneyball. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe the cuckery led to the Moneyball, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and Jonah Hill is an autist. In this, oh, absolutely. All right. So is Billy Bean a little bit. I mean, he's kind of a, he's kind of a, yeah. He's Rain Man-esque a little bit, too. 20 RBIs. Guys, you're still trying to replace Giambi. I told you we can't do it. And we can't do it. Now, what we might be able to do is recreate him. Recreate him in the aggregate. The what? Jombie's on base percentage was 477. Damon's on base, 324. And Almeida's was 291. Add that up and you get. You want me to speak? What up, one of you yet? 1092. Divided by three, it's 364. That's what we're looking for. Three ball players, three ball players whose average OBP is 364. Yeah, Tuesday we have pancakes. Um, yeah. yeah, okay, well, that was, a, that was a good segment. I think we, we really touched on the important issues in their family yeah. dynamics. Um, so, so let's do uh, hot takes. Uh, yeah, hot takes. Um, so I, I got a hot, I got a spicy one for you. Um, sure. I think America might be, Amer- uh, baseball might be America's pastime. I'm throwing that out there. I, I I think that the love for the sport, the un, the the amount of time it's been just enjoyed in America, I think it kind of fits that really nicely. I don't know if this is too hot. I mean, I don't want to be too political about this, but I think it could be America's pastime, and I think it's uh, I, I think that baseball coming back. So we're we're recording before the baseball season comes back, and I'm just gonna say. Baseball might stop coronavirus, and I can't wait to see when this episode comes out. Those numbers go down as the stadiums open up. You know. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, you really just need the boys of summer yeah. out there, choking and on a chili dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just excited to see him. I want to see the throws, right. and the runs, and the hits, and the strikes. What's your favorite among those? Uh, the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the funniest part of this entire podcast so far. It's just saying balls. <laughs> that's a pretty good hot take, David. Yeah, um, thanks, man. I know it's, it's, it's kind of out of left field, if you would. Right. My hot take is that uh, I think I'd rather than watch this movie, just watch two hours of Brad Pitt walking around the Oakland Coliseum and just tipping the thing o- things over. <laughs> I feel like every scene, he's just like, he's like, I'll get a phone call. Oh, that was a phone call. Tips yeah. his desk over. You know, they win a game. He's like, knock some shit over. They lose a game. He knocks some shit over. It's just like, he's just going around, just knocking shit over constantly the whole movie. Losing fun? Is losing fun? No. What are you having fun for? 
That's what losing sounds like. His anger um, issues. Yeah. yeah, so, and honestly, I think I'd just rather watch Brad Pitt just go on a rampage and just, like, destroy the entire uh, Oakland A's organization. Yeah. Um, just turn over everyone's desk and knock over all the balls and, you know, tip over the pitching machines. Maybe find someone that's sitting in one of those ice baths, like like sports guys. Tip them over while they're in the bath. Tip them over in it, so they're just naked on the ground, sitting in in ice. You know. Yeah, we get a little, we get a little, little ass action too, which this movie sorely lacked for a baseball movie. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun to watch. You know, in uh, Ocean's Eleven, Brad Pitt's always eating, right? In the ocean. Oh, is that true? Yeah. And and in this movie, he's always breaking shit. So you could do like a, maybe these are in the same universe kind of thing, you know? And mm. and he could be eating while break, <laughs> breaking shit. That's kind of a cool idea, huh? Yeah. Like having a, having a sandwich while he breaks a TV or something. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, maybe that's that, that we should save that kind of genius thoughts for the, you know, director's corner, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm an, I'm a man of ideas, so I have to put them out there. Eating and wrecking stuff. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, did we, uh, we, we did your hot take, right? Yeah, that was my hot take. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, well that was a good segment. I think we we, we touched on some. T- oh, did you do your hot take? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. the boys of summer. Yeah, yeah the, right. baseball's America's pastime, which is your hot take was so good that yeah. I, it just pleased me. <laughs> it really stuck out in your memory. It. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. Uh, so should we talk about the brunchiness of this movie? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so this was your recommendation, right? And I, I wouldn't say recommendation. This was a movie that I thought could be brunchy. Right. And I, and I, I do think I it was. I wouldn't say that it was a recommendation. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you said we should consider watching this and, and we did. Yes. Um, I'd say that it's brunchy. I'll give you that. Um, I, I don't think it's exciting. It's takes place during daytime cause baseball takes place during the daytime. Uh, it has some family stuff. a lot stuff. of like driving around in like this in the at dusk. You know, he's like yeah. on the highway and there's like a lot of the kind of yellowy bright lights. It gets really close to his like a shaky cam, really close to his eyes. There's a lot of eye shots. Um, music. Yeah, I feel like this is brunchy, but in a way of like, like we went and had brunch and yeah, we definitely had brunch, but I don't really remember having brunch. And I can't imagine like a hipster brunch place being really into Moneyball. You know, it, would, it wouldn't be on the TV too much in the background because Moneyball is kind of like I said, it's like white dad stuff, right? So, I don't yeah, know. this is like a movie that like your grandpa might watch before like sitting in front of the TV and watching the Masters for the rest of the day. Yeah, or, or like agreeing with Sean Hannity on Fox News. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of guy that loves Moneyball. Do you think Moneyball yeah. is anyone's favorite movie? Do you think there's someone out there who's like, yeah, my favorite movie is Moneyball? Maybe some A's fan. I don't know. Uh, it could be right. That could be right. We've done it, sir. If we stay on this pace, I think we'll finish on time. I think we should keep going. Make the office even more efficient. Sir, are you familiar with the story of Icarus? He didn't know when to quit. He flew too close to the sun and his wax wings melted and he died. Are you familiar with the story of Moneyball? 
A man uses statistics and logic to win several baseball games. It's my favorite film. The statistical analysis. It's so beautiful. Yeah, so I would say it's brunchy, but it's it's low because it's it, it doesn't have like a upbeat soundtrack. There's no like it doesn't bring me any joy the no, way that I would no. I want a brunch movie to. It has divorce, which is good. But it doesn't yeah, it does have, have divorce. It, that's brunchy. That's brunchy, but it doesn't have too it doesn't touch on like the sad parts of divorce, which is very brunchy, you know, like and they don't really yeah. I mean, they kind of overcome their divorce, you know, because they said he did a good job. I guess that's overcoming divorce, right? Yeah, if your ex-wife calls you to say that she's proud of you, right? Um, right. Then divorce is who, who's the real cuck? Y- yeah, I guess in a way, she is, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna go low, but but still brunchy. So fours usually cut off. I'm going four point five. Not, not a huge. Yeah, this is this is brunchy, but this is not making this is not making the brunch menu. No way. No way. Uh, should we do some pairings? Yeah. Yeah. You, you want me to start? Or you want to go? You can go. You can go. Uh, you can start. That's fine. All right. You got, you got something for me? Not really. I I was struggling. The movie didn't really create a lot of uh, inspiration for me. I'm going to be honest with you. So I came up with the sabermetric brunch, okay. and and it's it's essentially hacking brunch. So what you right. do is, um, uh, you basically like you need to get the most bang for your buck, right? By like using right. alternative means. So what you kind of do is you just bring a bag of hair with you, and you put it's your own hair. And you kind of put it in a little bit of the food, and then they give you the free food, and you and you don't have to pay for the restaurant. Oh, yeah. I see. So you you're getting you know you're like you're kind of breaking the system a little bit. Now you you have to deal with the hair in your food because they might be oh we'll we'll take that away from you and make you have something new and be like no no I'm fine with this but I I want this off the menu but I'm fine eating this hair. You have to be very convincing about that. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard part to convince. Uh, like, I don't want to pay for this, but I, I want to eat. I want to eat this hairy omelet, right? Okay. Yeah. I'm gagging thinking about it. It's gross. But Do you have any tips for making your hair more delicious to eat? Uh, you can use like a mango style conditioner. It adds a little bit of fruitiness to it. I'm not a big... Mango style. I think it's called pika, like the eating of non-edible foods. It's a it's kind of well-known yeah. thing. Like pe- people... I think we've talked about pika before on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'd be surprised. We've probably talked about pika. And, uh, you know... Uh, my favorite eating disorder. You know what my favorite is, is in Japan, They do you know what they call pika? They call it Pikachu here, you know, because of... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you chew. Yeah, you chew it. It's also a Pokemon, right? So yeah, it's, I get it. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, no. So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I think just kind of a hairy brunch, but but it's 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 for the purpose of saving money. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, mine mine is going to be uh, ballpark food. Oh, okay, cool. It's the ballpark food brunch. So mm-hmm. you know, instead of instead of pancakes, you're going to get maybe like a nice elephant ear. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe a funnel cake. Okay. Uh, no hash brown potatoes. You're going to get some, you know, French fries some ballpark French fries. Uh, no sausage and eggs. You're probably just going to get a nice ballpark Frank. Mm. Um, maybe you got to bring, you know, you're allowed to bring in food to ballparks. Like baseball is kind of old school that way. Like you can bring in your own peanuts and whatnot. Can you? Uh, in America? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? I know. You can't bring in drinks. Uh, you can drink, bring in food. Yeah. People uh, in Japan, you can bring in your own shit. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. 
I love walking in with a tall boy. Yeah, I just, just like, feel like a boss, you know? I like walking in with a fifth of whiskey and drinking the entire bottle, you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's the only way to enjoy baseball. It's just, <laughs> it's just drink a fifth, fifth of whiskey. whiskey. It's the only way. It really is. Um, and so, yeah, you're going you're gonna to recreate like a classic, you know, sausage pancake. I'm uh, Now, eggs is going to be a little tough. I'm not really sure what ballpark food... Uh, lends itself to to eggs. How are you going to replace your scrambled eggs? But that's that's why I'm you saying you could maybe do bring a in. hard boiled egg that has like the fake baseball stitching on it, and that's like pepper, oh, yeah. pepper you could, or something. Like, you could paint, yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like it's an Easter egg, like you an Easter egg, egg, but it's, paint, like, it looks little. like a baseball. The other thing is, you definitely got to get one of those cool uh, plastic baseball hats. Yeah, that they serve the ice cream in, and oh, you got to oh, yeah. eat everything out of that. And pour a big big fifth of rum into that hat and drink from the hat too yeah and you have to wear a baseball glove on both your left and right hand while you're eating it that that's i mean it sounds that sounds great uh, yeah you know what i miss baseball mitts in my life i haven't had one of those in my life in a long time yeah i've been at sports stores and been like man do i want to get a, a nice mitt, mitt? <laughs> you want to go play catch uh, with your friends you know yeah, and then I think, I'm like, wait a minute, when, what the hell when, am I going to do with this baseball mitt? When, when we were kids, we were catching balls. When we were adults, we are catching coronavirus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But is there anything that a dad wants more than to play, have a catch with his son? Uh, I guess. To, Maybe sex with his wife? N- no, no, they lose interest in that. It's probably like, I'd say it's probably like a Sunday afternoon to themselves. I probably like they probably like that, you know. Dads, dads like that. Yeah, you know, being alone. Well, shout out to the dads out there. Yeah, I feel uh, like and... you know I'm 32. This is like prime dad age. I'm like at dad age, but I because I don't have a kid, I I can't watch baseball. I think that's kind of like the rules right now. You know, I am. Looking well, also, at... there's just there is no baseball right now. That's true. There's there's a couple things going on there, but yeah. I don't know. So, um, so this is a really appropriate movie to watch. Um, you know, just a classic baseball movie. Yeah. I feel like there are too many baseball movies, but we might say that for another cast. There are a lot of baseball movies, man. I think Kevin Cosner alone has been in like four, four of baseball them. movies. Hey, Dad. You want to have a catch? I'd like that. He's like a perfect baseball actor. He's the he's the target audience for Moneyball. People that look like that guy. Yeah, Kevin Cosner. Yeah, and like guys like but Kevin Cosner saw this movie like ten times. Like how do, how come I didn't get this movie? Yeah, you think he was jealous of uh, uh, BP Oil here? Yeah, because he because he ended up in uh, the draft day, which <laughs> <laughs> that movie is. I I tried to watch that movie on a plane. That movie is trash, dude. Yeah, that, it's, a, it's a hilariously bad movie. It's un, unwatchable. You know, unwatchable. I'm trying to be like the Cleveland Browns are cool. You know, like come on. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. That movie was. That movie was like I think just a big ad for the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, cool, man. Well, this was, uh, you know, I, I think this was a terrible episode. So if anyone's still listening, I'm really, th- <laughs> really thankful. Uh, you know, you, you have you have the ability to endure. And, and that, that's why we love you. Is, is you stick around for for, st- for apps like this, you know? Yeah. These these are the hard ones because the movie's not bad enough to rag on, and then uh, as well, it's not really an absurd movie, you know. So it's yeah, it's kind of there's no real, and it's also kind of kind of close to our times, so it's there's no there's nothing like racist about it. Or, you know what I mean? There's no yeah. there's nothing really problematic about this movie. It was a bad pick for this podcast. <laughs> it's a pretty bad pick. Um, I think in terms of. Brunchiness, it's fine. So it's we got to get these out of our system, right? You know, we haven't done many sports movies, if anything. So, yeah, cool, dude. Okay, until next week when we do another sports movie. <laughs> yeah, we're doing another one. So, if you guys, we we know the bra- the, the, the listeners of of it's okay. Let's just end it, end this episode. Yeah. We don't need to talk to them anymore. <laughs> cool. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Enjoy the show, slow it down, make it stop.